I wanted to be a professional rugby player. I think when I went to college and I was kind of 18, 19, you're kind of thinking maybe it's a little bit late, but yeah. And then to be honest, I think it could be nearly better than going straight into an academy, to be honest, because then I always write down just like, or if I always keep my head just like speed to ball, get the ball away quickly and our support lines get second touches. Probably do need a little bit of luck along the way as well, um, for sure. But yeah, once they get on a roll and get that momentum, it's hard to stop. To be honest, I remember maybe last year I got a call off Faz saying, you're going really well, we're just going, we're sticking with the other three. Um, I guess when you kind of hear that kind of stuff, then... Welcome to the Offfield Rugby Pod. In this podcast, I uncover the secrets of how the best do what they do. And this is the podcast to listen to if you want to fulfill your potential as a player, coach, or as a person. I'm your host, Brian Moylet, former Irish age-grade international player, now mindset and performance coach, and author of the book on how to become a pro rugby player. This is the only book written to help rugby players with the mental side of the game. And it's the book that I needed 10 years ago. The foreword is by Robbie Henshaw. You can get your copy now on Amazon. The audiobook is on Audible. And if you're not yet on Audible, you can get it for free using a trial. And the link for that is in the podcast description. Please follow me on Instagram at Rugby, LinkedIn, Brian Moylet. Send the pod on to some friends and please leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening. If you want to work with me one-on-one or with your team, please message me through my website, offfieldrugby.com. Cheers. So, Bud, I was thinking back there and before this, and I reckon you're probably one of the most relaxed and best players that I've played with, like so chilled out before games. And remember over Christmas, they were laughing back uh, about that time playing 20s when before a game you got the the slushies and the, <laughs> the chocolate bars and all that. And um, would that, like for me looking, would that be fair? Like, were you relaxed and chilled out or before games and are you still that way yeah i've always been pretty relaxed before games and i've been someone who gets like too stressed about it um i definitely don't have any slushies or chocolate bars too much i eat a bit of chocolate before games um yeah the way i like to go into games is definitely to be relaxed but you can probably be relaxed from the work you do during the start of the week um and through the week then you don't have to worry about things on game day and you can just mainly as soon as you get to a game you, you know what you have to do you know your, your roles and everything that's required of you so um i think the work that you do at the start at start of the week um enables you to be relaxed going into games and that's probably a good place to be if you're going in and you're not stressing about what's going on here what's going on there so um yeah i think it happens from the start of the week and then you can just relax into a game yeah and have you always understood that like say when you're in your early 20s late teens like that's like spot on and have you always been aware of that um yeah i think i probably have just got to invest early um put the work in early get ahead of the game and then that allows you to be in a good uh mindset going into a game um it's probably yeah i guess i have always kind of being like that just kind of thinking about getting the work done or you're going to be in a bad place come the end of the week so yeah I've never really known too much different than that to be honest it's definitely something that people talk about in uh, teams in group environments that you have to put that work in at the start of the week so um, yeah I think it's always been in kind of team environment as as if as I've got older everyone's kind of bought into that really and just like get nervous before games um not as much not not really like uh i guess sometimes you might get a bit nervous but as soon as you get on the pitch like it's it's all goes away anyway so um probably the most nervous you get is maybe like the build up to a game before you get to the ground you might get a bit nervous but as soon as you start running around and uh throwing a ball about it's it all goes away to be honest There's, i've never really 
had that much nerves. I guess obviously the bigger games, you probably are. I mean, there's more on the line. You obviously are a bit more nervous about games, but um, nerves is probably a good thing as well. Um, but yeah, I guess when you go do the do the same thing every week for a long time, then you probably learn to come. Uh, pretty learn to that it's pretty natural how you how you're feeling. You learn to cope with it. Mm. And would you have been the same then, like playing with Ireland? Once you get out there, uh, that you're once you're playing, that you're all good. Yeah, once you're out there playing, you're all good. You definitely do get more nervous for those games. Obviously, more on the line. Uh, it's more people watching. It's, uh, it's more kind of like scrutinised how you play. The little things are picked up more. Um, so obviously, it's like there's more on the line. So um, yeah, that gets you more nervous for sure. But again, once you get out there and start playing, you're kind of just uh, tunnel vision into what you're doing, and then that kind of you kind of all the nerves do go away and you're just kind of focused on on your job in the game. And is there anything that you find helps you to like tunnel in in games or do you ever like go out and is there anything that helps you go in or yeah there's some games you're playing and you're like Jesus I just can't focus like can't get in the moment as they call it. Um that happens a lot. Um you're just like Jesus I wish I was uh which I was pretty more present here, but um, yeah, I guess some people have like trigger words and stuff. I don't know. It's hard to explain how you do it. I don't know how, if you could, if ever, if you could do it every time, then everyone would be playing the best they could every, every minute of every game. So um, I guess for me, probably trying to get an involvement early on in the game, um, maybe that'd be like a tackle or a carry or something. I think something that, uh, brings you into the game like that definitely kind of sets you up for the rest of the game to stay uh, kind of more present and, and in it. Um, that's what I found throughout my career anyway. You always got to try and get that one involvement early on to kind of bring you into the moment of the game. Mm. And you mentioned scrutinizers. I can imagine that's tough. Like, have you ever found that difficult? Uh, I think it's definitely brings you up a few levels um i guess it's more like if you play in a higher standard then the um you're like it minimizes your like if you do something wrong it's like it's more obvious so i think everything you do when you play at a higher level like if you pass a board it's like slightly check somebody or something and that's probably going to get picked up in a higher level game then if you're playing a lower level game, no one's probably going to notice that the next person's going to be able to get it away or something like that. So it definitely brings your game up another level. Um, so I don't know. Sometimes things like that can be out of your control. You know, you might get pushed at a rock or something. But I don't. I guess as as you get as again as you get older, you kind of realise that. Um, those high-level games, they require more. Every everything you do, you gotta make sure you're on the ball. Everything's gotta gotta be perfect, or otherwise, the consequences of it are picked up and affect your team. And people notice that the higher you go. So it sounds like you're kind of saying that you somewhat like that, or kind of like rise to that, versus find that really difficult to cope with. I think it. I think it helps you. Yeah. Um, because if you don't, if you're not on the ball with that kind of stuff as you play higher, then you don't get picked anymore. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, I think the higher you go, the the more kind of things are picked up. So, yeah, that's basically what I'm trying to say there. Mm. And do you ever um, feel it or hear it from, like, people on the sidelines who probably don't know what they're talking about? <laughs> uh, not during games, you don't. Uh, Obviously, you can't really hear too much from the sidelines during games, but you might chat to somebody out on the street or something, like, why do you do this here? And or something. And um, sometimes you're just like, oh, that was part of the game plan or something. Like, why did you kick the ball here or something? And I was like, that was the game plan. <laughs> um, but, you know, you take, take a bit of a pinch of salt, you kind of know what's required of you, what's asked you. And the main thing that matters is what the coaches want of you and what you're delivering.
yeah just getting clear of what the game plan is and just doing that and then not worrying about people talking shit on twitter or stopping you on the <laughs> street stopping you on the street no yeah, that's it like i think all players gonna know you what the coaches want of you and it's you got to deliver what they want and what the people around you want uh in the team so i think most players probably know that if you hear something outside of the team environment or the group environment that's kind of not really related to what the team or coaches want then you kind of know to block it out to be honest mm. something kind of related to that i was doing a talk in a school there in ireland a couple of months ago and one of the lads said how do you block out outside noise in that other people are expecting us to win or like you know there's pressure coming on to us because people are now expecting us to win games what would you if someone asked you that what would you think on that um for a start i think everyone goes out to win games uh there's always a pressure from within the group environment um and again that's that kind of drives the team um i think as players we kind of we kind of know that people outside the group obviously want us to win as well and everyone is doing the best they can to provide a result i think everyone kind of in teams probably talk about just trying to keep the keep it uh internal and just trying to focus on what we can control um but like i say everyone goes out to win rugby games uh sometimes on the outside people put pressure on you but that's probably a good thing if people are putting pressure on you because that's the expectations and that means you've provided uh before you've uh, provided the results before so nobody's going to expect you to go out and win if you're losing every week so um probably means you're in a good place if people outside are kind of giving you that um external kind of pressure mm. and when or say under what kind of coaches would you reckon you play your best not to name names but like what like what type of coach yeah uh it's kind of a tough one i mean it's probably somebody that lets you play your own game is important um you know you got to be able to fit the team requirements but uh to play your best you got to be in a environment that allows you to play your own game that's not always the case it might not be the team tactics that suit you probably won't get picked if that's the case but um yeah someone that allows you to play your own game and uh play to your strengths i guess um so yeah that's mainly what i would say about being being playing my best under certain coaches have you ever have you ever been like having to play a game completely completely not your game or like having to like that it felt completely alien uh nothing just like everything in rugby you have a position and then your position requires a certain skill set so i mean there's definitely some kind of skills that like i'd be weaker on than to have weak everyone have weaknesses and strengths so there obviously is game plans that like haven't suited my like kind of style but at the same time you have your kind of positional skill set is kind of required for all kind of games some do more kind of things than others like some teams have nice running more sometimes they're nice kicking more so there's definitely like teams that wouldn't play at your strength but it's up to you to kind of meet the requirements of the team you know there's a like kind of core kind of skill set that each position needs to have so you're not going to be ever asked to go out and do something that you've never done before or you like you know I'm not going to be asked to go and like get in a scrum or something so um you know I I think every team you kind of know the requirements that are going to be asked of you before you go out and play anyway so there's something you can work on every kind of skill set in each position. Mm-hmm. And then going back uh going back I don't know earlier 10 12 years ago why or how was it that you came over first of all to Ireland? Uh so I was when I was about 16 I was playing uh Exiles rugby it's kind of like the people with Irish like, heritage in the UK would be playing um, I think they just meet up for like three day camps or something maybe like once or twice a year and you come over to Ireland um, my tour was against Connacht funnily enough and Munster so I played in the sports ground and we played down in 
Munster, I think we lost uh, Connacht. You were probably playing for Connacht, I'd say. <laughs> probably a uh, good captain for that team. And Munster, we I think we beat Munster. And then after that, uh, I kind of got a letter for Irish under 18s um, trials. And kind of from there, I kept, I came over every, it was every couple of weekends. You come over, fly over, do the camps, uh, play warm up games. And then there's a tournament at the end of the year, the European kind of tournament. And I did that under 18s for two years and then I played 19s and at that stage I was in uh, college in Cardiff Met and Nigel Caroline gave me a call one day and said would you come over um, to the Connacht under 20s into the academy um, for uh, for the season so I thought I was like 19 years old I thought I may as well give it a chance I wasn't really doing great with my work in college so Thought I'd put that on hold and go over and give it a crack and stay for the year. At the end of that first year, I was, wasn't really too sure if I was going to carry on or go back to college because I hadn't really been that involved in too many A games or anything. I didn't really feel I was getting too much of a shot. But then at the end of that season, I played the Junior World Cup. And um, when I came back, I decided to stay on at Connacht for another year. When I came back from that, I was put into the senior team and from there is involved uh, a good bit. So I've been here 12, 12 years now after signing the one-year contract. So it's uh, worked out pretty well. Yeah, good stuff. And were you, were you not involved in any Welsh stuff or is it like, you know, when you were 16 in the exiles, was it in any local, like, I don't know, Ospreys or Scarlets or stuff or anything like that? Yeah, I'd, uh, I played uh, Cardiff Blues on the 16s um and then i kind of went away i went up to school in the in england for two years so i went away oh i got invited back then into the like 17s and 18s but i was like i'm going to school about four hours away i was like i don't think this is feasible so they told me yeah it's okay like you obviously not gonna be able to come back for four hours like every every uh week to train and stuff so i kind of parked that and i went to school in the uk and then that was kind of the end of that until I came back to Cardiff. I was playing Cardiff Met, which is pretty good standard in Wales. Um, and from there, I kind of got picked up into the Irish under-20s kind of stuff. So that was how I kind of like transitioned over. I wasn't really in that Welsh system for too long, really. And how did you find stepping up into the Connacht first team that first year? Because you played, didn't you then play like, 20 or 30 games in a row right off the bat. Yeah, I played that whole season, uh, started every game that season, I think, which I look back on it now and I don't, don't know how I really do that. I won't be able to do that now. Um, but back then it was kind of, didn't really, like, you know, different, like it was uh, kind of felt grand playing every week. Um, but yeah, I kind of was like, when I came back from that World Cup, I kind of started the preseason with Connacht and, um there's a good few injuries at nine so I was kind of chucked in there a bit um I think all the nines were injured so I was probably the only one left and I got a shot and thankfully it went pretty well for me so um from there I started play, started the season off um and again lads just kept getting injured around me so I just kept getting more and more opportunity and like you said ended up playing every game so it was kind of, I was kind of lucky, I guess, that um, I got, well, I was lucky, I was unlucky for the other lads, they got a few injuries, but it definitely made my pathway into the team a lot easier for me just to be put in there and kind of like sink or swim, really, and uh, luckily it worked out. Yeah, and when you were playing with like the exiles, say like 18, like 6, 17s, and then like Irish youths, and then came over to us, and you're, you're in Cardiff Met, and then come over to us, like, I know you're saying like oh, I was going to do a year and see how it went and whatever, whatever. But like, were you when you were growing up like a teenager, mad keen on being a professional rugby player? Like, were you, if if it didn't work out in Connacht, would you have pursued it, or was that like, were you hell bent on it? Or, uh, of course, I wanted to be a professional rugby player. I think when I went to college and I was kind of eighteen, nineteen, you're kind of thinking maybe it's a little bit late, but. 
the way kind of rugby is now, a lot of people kind of do go for that university system and then into pro rugby. Maybe back then when I was playing, I was probably thinking, you oh, know, I'm not in an academy or something. It's probably maybe I have like passed me by a bit. Um, but that year I did in Cardiff Met was massive for my career. I think you come out of school and you play men's rugby for the first time. Um, and the environment in Cardiff Met is pretty much like a, a, a professional academy, to be honest. Um, the facilities that they have in there, the setup that they have really kind of um, made me develop as a player quickly. Um, I think you're playing good competitive rugby every week and the coaching that you have there um, had the strength and conditioning coach, good Dai Watts, who was incredible. And um, the coach there was Chris Davey, who's an old uh, Wales underage coach. That uh, the coaching there and he and the group that they had were full of kind of like people similar in a similar position to me that like weren't quite in academies, but like probably just below it. And like from that group, in Cardiff Met, there's been a good few going on to be professional players. So although we might have thought it like passed you by, it definitely um, put me in like this kind of shop window or in playing in a competitive league that you kind of can get picked up from. And that's kind of what happened to me. Yeah, that's cool. That's something that uh, I chat about in the book. I mentioned how like, yeah, top universities, they're, they're, yeah, they're like very professional, like in England and the UK, that box league and even North America is not the same standard, but like the facilities, the physios, the, all the setup is, is legit often at universities. Yeah. And then to be honest, I think it could be nearly better than going straight into an academy, to be honest, because um, you go in, you train three times a week. Um, but at the same time, you're playing in a competitive league. I think you have the box league, which you play against other <clears throat> uni teams. I think it's usually on a Wednesday. And then in Cardiff Met, you had uh, the weekend league. You play against all the Welsh uh, top club sides. Um, so you'd be playing against championship teams, division one teams, week in, week out. And um, so you're getting a whole season of rugby. Like sometimes you play on a Wednesday and a Saturday um, and you're playing so much rugby. I think sometimes in the academy systems, you might miss out on that kind of constant game time, which I think is massive. Um, I definitely think to go into like Cardiff Met was one of the biggest things to me as a player and making promoting me into being a professional player, to be honest. Yeah, that's, that's mad. Cause it's something that I have thought about, but um, <clears throat> yeah, like players going into academies and fair enough. There's one side of it. You need to get big in certain positions, put on weight, but like you get better at rugby by playing rugby don't you absolutely yeah um and being in academies is great you're around a professional environment um uh, i you get to play games when you put this i'm just saying like the the environment you're in and the uni system i think uh everyone's kind of knows that they're like kind of outside of that academy range and it kind of is a bit of a last shot really um so it's very professional. Um, you kind of it's kind of makes you disciplined into the same way that a rugby player would be, and just gives you that opportunity to play week in, week out. And um, I think that's yeah, it's massive. And when you were jumping into that Connacht team, like stepping up, how did you feel about that? Like, were you like that was just such a mad step up? I think. Like, you know, going in just week in, week out, playing every game. Like, were you comfortable or were you nervous or were you, were you confident or what were you thinking? Um, at the start, I was definitely nervous. Um, probably going to a standard that you're not really used to. Um, so it does take a bit of getting used to uh, the physicality, the speed of it. Um, but again, the more you play, the more comfortable you come with it. So definitely the start of the season the first few games you are kind of just kind of getting used to um what's expected of you and like how you need to perform or prepare um and then like, like i said the more you play the more you get comfortable with it and then the more it just comes natural and you kind of get used to what what's expected of you mm. 
what's been your hardest step up what say like from age 15 to sitting here now what's been the most difficult step up you've found along the way with all the teams you played uh probably transitioning from maybe schools rugby into men's rugby um so that's like i said when you go to uni you, you go straight from playing 18 year olds to playing you could be playing 40 year olds or maybe maybe not for me you probably would be playing 40 year olds but like men like who are fully developed and who are a lot stronger than you um that was probably the hardest step up it does take some getting used to uh but like i said the more you play the more you get used to it and the more you get kind of conditioned to it and um then it does become a bit more natural but yeah certainly that step up from school rugby to men's rugby is a big big difference and how was it um going into the ireland squad when you went in at that or how'd you find that yeah again i was is at the start of my journey really i was in my first year i think the first time i went in you know, De- Declan Kidney called me one day and I was, still, I was still 20 at the time, I think. So I kind of wasn't, I was only playing a few games. It kind of brought me in to have a experience of what it was like. Um, so that was cool. I wasn't expecting that at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I remember then I didn't actually do too many reps or anything, but you got to see like kind of what the environment was like and uh, how things are done there. And yeah, that just drives you on to want to get back there and uh, keep being in that environment. So, um, yeah, that was a pretty cool experience when when I was so young to see it, see how it works. And would you have been like, like say, I remember when we were 20s, like doing lineups with the senior team or something and just being like, oh God, like, geez, like kind of sh- shitting yourself a bit, but like, you know, not, not being comfortable, of course, like, you know, not being comfortable at all, like just, you know, but... Uh, and, and stepping into different teams would have felt like that. But yeah, do, do they do anything to help you feel comfortable within, say, like the as you're stepping up into these environments? Like, like I said, a 20-year-old going into an Irish setup, like that's mad. Um, I think well, everyone's always been welcoming whenever, whenever you go into a team. Uh, I think that's kind of a team thing. Like, you no, know, it's like it's always... It's obviously hard to go into new environments, but at the same time, every team you've gone into, it's always there. Everyone's helps you out and stuff. Um, probably when you go up to like into an Irish setup, you kind of see the the work that goes on um, behind the scenes, like the amount of work the players actually do put in. Uh, the higher you go, up, the higher the level you go up, the probably the more you see how much people are like working like behind the scenes, how much they invest in in the game um like the amount of work that's done off the pitch is incredible and then just going out on the pitch is the kind of the end product of everything you've done throughout the week all the kind of study you've done all the game plan that you've invested in um for me like seeing that at such a young age definitely does kind of help you and it it's kind of shows you the standards that are required to get to the top what were you most surprised about when you went into the Ireland camp? Probably the work that goes on behind the scenes. You know, you have, you go into the team room and there's just a square of laptops and you're just people sitting around them just watching footage of other teams, other players, training sessions, like in groups, groups of players with like notebooks and pads. It's like, it's like you're back in school or something. Uh, doing work but that definitely the amount of work that's done like kind of on the laptops uh in like players just investing in what's needed of them um like maybe before i went into something like that you probably think it's just people go out on the pitch practice their skills um and all that kind of stuff but it's that kind of off the pitch stuff that um really does help people out i probably didn't realize that when i first went into that environment and what kind of stuff would they be looking at looking at opposition players looking at opposition players um kind of what their trends are um and then when you look at your your own training like you like what what can, or my job here what's how's that affect other people around me or um all those kind of things people's like looking at uh, their positional stuff 
Um, so yeah, all those kind of things kind of, again, the more you do, you kind of realize how much more is needed of you and how much extra you can actually do. And the higher the, those environments are, the more you kind of see that happening. Mm. And what uh, do you reckon has been the most enjoyable period you've had playing rugby since you started playing? Uh, probably when I look back on it, probably the when I first broke into the Connect team, I think everything was new to me. Um, it was kind of something that I thought I might have to take a lot longer to kind of like get in there, but it all kind of happened at like once and pretty excitement of coming up into European games and, you know, all this kind of, you know, you're playing week in, week out. It probably happened a lot quicker than I thought it would. So um, probably those first few seasons of being a professional rugby player um, was probably the most enjoyable, I, I'd say. Yeah. And does it get boring then or does it get like monotonous then? Like, you know, you've been doing it for what, 12, 11 years or? Uh, I it can, uh, but that's kind of part of the challenge as well to make sure you don't go away or get bored of doing the same things. So you're always looking to develop and evolve over time. Um, but like you say, it is sometimes there is days where you're like, oh, it's wet and windy and doing the same thing. But like, uh, I think that is part of the challenge as well. Um, you want to play as well as you can um each week and you know what you have to put in to do that um so yeah i guess you kind of as you get old the longer you play it probably loses its novelty a little bit the training and stuff but definitely not with games you get the same kind of buzz from games every week uh, especially those big games um you never get bored of that uh you, you want to be playing those big games the buzz around it is great um but yeah sometimes with training it it can be tough, obviously, when the longer your career goes on, but um, you probably, if you're playing that long, you've probably been disciplined enough to know that you've got to do those things. Otherwise, your career probably wouldn't last that long. Yeah, it's something I've heard what you're saying there exactly. Something I've heard uh, quite a bit, like they say, like that the at the top level, just doing the basics over and over, not getting bored with doing the basics. Yeah, I think... Like, cause if you don't do it, you definitely, you never like, I think you ever forget like how to pass a ball, but like it's probably the, the little details of it kind of, you do lose um, the kind of sharpness of it you lose. So um, you got to make sure you're doing it every week, week in, week out, just to keep on top and just keep yourself like finely tuned and making sure you can deliver like to the best of your ability each time. Hmm. And do you work like, do you set like, say, season plans you mentioned there, like getting better and, and, you know, making sure that you're constantly on top or like getting better? And do you set up plans like over a season or set goals during the season or stuff around that? Like, I've never really been one who's been great for like setting goals or anything like that. Um, Maybe for a game, I might write, write down a few points uh, of what I want to get out of a game, but I kind of end up finding that there's nearly the same points most weeks. Um, and I kind of know that would like be off the top of my head a lot of the time. Um, so, yeah, I think probably going into games and stuff, you kind of, I would know in my head what I wanted to get out of it. And it would be over time, I kind of found a kind of like, few things that i if i nail them then um i usually do go pretty well um so yeah i do i guess i take goals in my head maybe write it down a few times and yeah it's, it's usually the same things for me what would they be just if, if i'm going into a game it's to get involvements um sometimes i set out like how many kind of like i want to get a certain amount of carries or tackles but then again you've got to realize that sometimes the game doesn't that's not the kind of game to do that in. So, um, yeah, like that's those kind of team, different teams you play against, you know which ones. Um, then I always write down just like, or if I always keep my head just like speed to ball, uh, which is pretty constant throughout each game. Maybe it wouldn't be so much if you're playing in like wet, windy conditions, you might, might be a bit different, but like uh, speed to ball, like get the ball away quickly and our support lines get second touches 
Um, and then over the last few years, I've kind of been like, um, like have a go, make breaks, like try and uh, sometimes I found I was going into games and just like just going for the motions a bit. So it's just maybe getting those involvements, especially early on to get you into the game. Like kind of back yourself and go for it and like look to do yeah. something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And have you any, I know you're, you're only a young fella yet, but any um, plans for after rugby in seven or eight years when you decide to hang up the boots? Um, I have nothing planned yet, to be honest. I, I, I'm hoping I've still got a good few more years left of me um, playing rugby. I know my body feels good and um, I feel like I can keep playing a good few more years. So my plan is to play rugby for a, a good bit more. And then, um, I don't know, I kind of haven't really planned that too much. Do a bit of college on the side, a bit of... I have a bit of a uh, did coaching in Cardiff Met, so that's something I do enjoy doing, and I do a bit on the side as well. Um, but I guess I just kind of I wouldn't want to plan it too much, but I'm uh, hoping it's something that kind of falls in place a bit. Um, or I kind of realize what I want to do towards the end of my career, and hopefully that kind of like figure out what I want, what it is I want to do, and it falls in place. To be honest, mm. what coaching are you doing, or what have you been have you done on the side? uh well i did a year when i was in cardiff i did a year of uh sports coaching um and then i never actually ended up finishing that off because i couldn't transfer it over to ireland um but like i've worked with a few teams around here a bit of coaching um like teams on the side and uh, when i'm moving over back over to the uk i've got a few things lined up over there to do so it's the only thing i enjoy doing is the coaching side and I just think it kind of helps me as a player as well, kind of doing that that um, bit of coaching as well. I think it kind of makes you realise the game from a kind of bit of a different perspective. So um, maybe I might go into a bit of that. Um, we'll see. Mm. And what kind of stuff have you, are you going to do over there? When you, what coaching when you go over there? I just got a few teams back at, back at home that I have uh, lined up to do. Um, so yeah, just a bit of coaching we're doing. Yeah, and how are you feeling about the move over? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I think probably a new, a new environment. Um, so I've, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait to get over there now and get stuck in. Um, I think probably that new kind of environment I'm going to will be good for me. Um, probably, well, I have to go out over there and uh, compete and. I guess it's something that I want to put myself out there and challenge myself a bit more in those kind of environments. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Who do you know over there? In the players? Yeah, or in Bristol. Is uh, Jake Keenan there? Uh, Jake's, Jake's still there. Um, AJ McGinty is there. So there's a few lads I already know there. Um, we've spoken to them about the move over and they speak very highly of the place. So um yeah, I guess that kind of, probably kind of helps a little bit knowing a few lads already there. Um, so yeah, that uh, kind of helps it out a bit moving into those new environments. So yeah, looking looking forward to that. And do you have to go and find a house to rent, or have you done that, or do they? <laughs> I haven't sorted. Yeah, I have. Uh, I was looking for a bit, but uh, fell into place, and uh, I think I have something sorted. So uh, that kind of takes a lot of the stress out of moving over off yeah good stuff when you get a few weeks off then during the summer when whenever connacht whenever you finish finish up with this season yeah uh usually we get like six five or six weeks off i think it probably ends up probably from when we finish the season depends how far we go um in the competition but uh yeah you usually get about five five or six weeks off which is much needed um kind of need those few weeks to just to rest the body up and get ready to go again um so probably get away for a bit um get up yeah just switch off from rugby for a bit and then uh be fresh and ready to go for the start of a new season mm. and what do you do outside of rugby during the season we'll say to keep the body good or like to stay fresh and to stay in good 
helped? Uh, well, to be honest, a lot of the, a lot of the lads these days are doing uh, saunas and cold baths and stuff. So we have one down in a there's one down in Black, uh, down in Salt Hill there that um, we all go, which is we usually go as in groups. So that's pretty cool. It's a nice bit of recovery. You know, you go into the sauna and into the cold bath. I I like that. I find that helps me a lot. Lots of uh, hot cold kind of contrast. I think is one of my best kind of recovery tools for me um, I know a lot of the lads do that so um yeah just I have to do a lot of stretching these days keep myself uh keep myself kind of nimble but that kind of hot cold stuff is definitely something that I I like yeah that's class and 100 yeah find that as you get a past about age 26 or 7 the body just starts getting <laughs> stiff you need to be stretching yeah, yeah. in the evening <laughs> Yeah, fact. Uh, I was doing yoga for a bit there. I've been off that a bit lately, but that's something that's helped me as well. Um, definitely get back into that uh, when I start the new season. Yeah. And what advice would you give for a young nine, say like a 17, 18-year-old? Uh, invest in the basics early, going pass, kick, run, as much as possible um don't just go in the gym <laughs> uh definitely do the basics first and then kind of work on your body as well um i think the more you can do from a young age and invest early the easier it becomes as you get older you kind of get into those good kind of habits with your skills um because if you get it wrong you, it can be tough to kind of get out of those habits so if you make sure you're doing it doing it well from an early age definitely makes the process easier as you as you get older yeah and i know you, you got in pretty quick and all that but like do you do you ever stress about what's next or down the way or you know like it's something that is common for i think everyone in life or a lot of us you know you're worried about like what'll happen next or you know say with contracts or Will people say before they get in, you know, if they're in an academy, like, oh, will I get into the academy or will I get my contract next year? Or will I then get the contract or will this happen? Will that happen? Have you, would you have stressed or no during your career? Uh, not really. Um, whenever you're kind of out of contract, I suppose it can be a bit of a stressful time like you don't know where you could like end up or something um but i've never really been stressed about it myself i mean yeah i've kind of look at it in a way where you could i don't know you keep going on the same path or if something just changed and that's a new challenge and that's something to look forward to as well so um it's nothing really i've ever been stressed about as throughout my career to be honest yeah, I find that mad because that's what I would have thought like when we were young lads playing together, like before games, you did never seem stressed. And then you just <laughs> didn't, you just never really seemed stressed at all. And not to say that I was or other people was, but like you just seemed to be chilling all the time. Like it was it was in the team hotel, you were just chilling, laughing. If it was getting on a bus before a game, you're just chilling, laughing. And you just, yeah, that's that's a great way to be. Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it just was kind of being like that i guess don't worry too much i suppose <laughs> yeah yeah good stuff um what has what's been your most enjoyable moment uh probably winning the pro 12 back in 2016 um it's probably a pretty obvious one uh sorry something that uh i don't know it's probably something that just nobody ever thought was probably going to happen um it's probably the biggest one of the biggest one of the biggest achievements in my career um i think so yeah that whole season and just the way it went probably the the way we went into the final few games probably knowing that we were going to win but like it was still probably against the odds that we were going to win but and then the that week of the final was incredible so that would be my favorite rugby moment yeah, I love that you're saying that you knowing you were going to win. And is that how you felt? Uh, definitely within the camp, we felt like we, we'll win this game and then we'll go and win the final. Definitely didn't feel any other way. Like, I guess the whole thought process within the group was that we were going to win. We were so confident 
of that. Um, and that's pretty special environment to be in. Yeah. And what was it, what was it that created that? Like how, you know, cause like you, during the year, I know you started well and it was, I think a world cup year and started well, but like, was there anything in particular you look back and go, Oh, we did this and this, and that's what helped us like have that like knowingness that we were, that we were the best and that we we're going to win. Yeah. I think we just started, uh, we just started getting like little wins against in games and it just built momentum. And uh, I think we were on such a run that we were, like kept coming into games, like expecting to expecting to win and then winning. And then it just kept happening and happening. And then by the end of it, we were just confident that we were going to go into every game and win. So we um, just started off with the maybe a win, a win and built confidence. And then by the end, the confidence was, uh, so great that we expected it every week mm. it's hard to get that isn't it because like that's like that's the secret sauce yeah um and i couldn't tell you how it comes about i guess just getting little wins over time and that creates that kind of confidence um probably do need a little bit of luck along the way as well um for sure but yeah once they get on a roll and get that momentum it's hard to stop yeah 100 percent. and how do you like now moving over to the uk how do you look back on your time with the national team yeah i really enjoyed it i think when i um first started playing over in connect i wanted to get one cap for ireland and then when you get one cap you want to get another cap and then you want to see you want to get as many caps as you can and stay in that uh kind of environment for as long as you can um probably obviously would have liked it to go on, go on for a bit longer and play play more get, start more games play more games but um i think at the time i was in when uh mario was around and he was the best in the world um so it was always going to be tough but looking back on it is a definitely something that like an experience that i can definitely look back on being in those kind of winning environments and um playing on those big stages uh is definitely something that will help me later in life um as well but yeah i really it's something i wanted to achieve when i started playing rugby and uh doing it i think got 28 caps in the end being able to do that um was definitely more than i probably ever expected to get yeah it's unreal it's class it's like yeah you're challenging the you're a very close challenge in the best nine in the world in the best team in the world <laughs> well uh, i've got a lot of few games there when mario got injured and stuff but uh yeah it's obviously tough when you're up against someone of his quality um game time is pretty limited and stuff and when he's going so well it's obviously you can kind of understand why you're not getting so much game time but just being around that and getting those opportunities was great yeah and you played a bit i remember didn't you play on the wing against australia and didn't you play did you have a couple other games where you kind of were out yeah i got about three or four caps on the wing i think um i ended up just kind of getting thrown out there one well, i think australia got thrown out there and uh i think i made a few tackles and then in the end i decided to become a bit of an option to be thrown on the wing there i didn't actually really know what i was doing but uh just as i kind of got on with it and uh kind of, kind of just trying not let them score i think because was the objective of going out there yeah and what was the say communication like say when you last were in there to like not being in there again because you're kind of in there and then not in there yeah um you kind of i guess since you're out of the picture it's very hard to kind of get back in teams kind of i guess they move on and kind of like to keep bringing players through and developing this like you know kind of get that new kind of um person in that environment uh yeah it's tough here because like you feel like you're the same player or a better player than you were before but you're not getting that looking but i guess that's just the way teams evolve and move on so you just gotta keep enjoying your rugby and uh just keep turning up each week yeah and were you like, would you've been getting told like, like that's what I would have imagined that like you'd feel like, hey, I'm I'm actually better than I was a few years <laughs> ago, and I feel like I'm better than those other players, like you know. And would you've been getting communication like, oh, if you do this, you'll get back in, or or was there none? Or uh, so there wasn't too much to be honest. I remember maybe last year I got a 
call off Faz saying you're going really well. We're just going, we're sticking with the other three. Um, I guess when you kind of hear that kind of stuff, then you probably know that you're a long shot out of the picture. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, you just keep going every week and you guys just keep doing what you're enjoying. Like I, I enjoy playing for Connect in those kind of games. So um, you just play as well as you can. If those things happen and then you're back in there, then great. But like you can only control what you can control really. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what, how long do you reckon you'd like to play for? Uh, I'd probably play until maybe if I didn't enjoy it anymore, I wouldn't play. Um, if my body was too sore to play, I'd just step back. But like, I feel great at the moment. So I was keep playing as long as I, as I can, to be honest. Yeah, good stuff. And any plans? Would you like to anything after Bristol or maybe anywhere else you'd like to potentially go? Uh, I always wanted to play in the Premiership, so this is one of the things uh, getting ticked off. Um, I don't know. I want to see. I want to play as well as I can over there and uh, see how that goes. Um, you know, if I'm going well after a few years and they want to keep me on and I want to stay there, and we'll do that. And if I want a new challenge or a new change or whatever, and something else appeals to me, then I'll have a look at that. But um, just take it one year at a time to start with, to be honest. Yeah, good stuff. Well, hey, well, thanks, Matt, for chatting and looking forward to watching you for the rest of this season with Connacht and then over there next year. Thanks for having me. Cheers for listening in today. If you're ambitious, want to overcome setbacks and achieve big things, check out my new book. The links to the paperback and audio version are in the podcast description. And there you'll also find the link to the Audible free trial. If you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting the results that you've always got. It's really simple. And the next 12 months are going to be the exact same for you as the last 12 months were. If you're serious about getting different results in your life, get in touch with me through offfieldrugby.com. I work one-on-one with not just players and coaches, but anyone with a growth mindset who wants to get more out of life. Please send the pod on some friends. I would really appreciate that. And if you want to be an absolute legend, you can leave a rating and a review. Please follow me on social media. That's at Offfield Rugby. And my LinkedIn is Brian Moylet. If you have any questions or thoughts, send them on. I'd love to hear them. Thanks, Emil, for being here. Check out some earlier episodes and have a brilliant rest of your day. Cheers.